Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, friends, welcome to level 245 of Laugh It Up Fuzzball being recorded late on a Sunday because, man, crazy weekend uh, just doing stuff. Like, I know I've talked about it on the podcast before, but who's the master? Shonuff. And Shonuff, Wookiee, is now a master historian. Officially had my commencement at uh, Angel Stadium, for those of you Americans who know that is a uh, Major League Baseball team. But yeah, my school <laughs> did, a, did a whole graduation because of pandemic and covid at angel stadium and got to wear my hood and pull it up and feel like a jedi or a sith lord and be like yes the power of history runs through me (laughs) and not not really like that but yeah uh crazy weekend with that and then got a tattoo on on saturday and and watching the boy and doing all the things and there's just not enough time in the day but there is time right now, as the as the baby boy sleeps, to record real fast, and then probably not edit it at all, and, and put it up for all of you to listen to. You're welcome. But uh, I guess that's just to say, this episode, as you can see, there's no Zuh, there's no friends tonight. Just me, although I'm your Zuh, I'm definitely your friend. So uh, just me, and you, and the news, the uh, plethora of geeky news to catch up on, and then next week maybe. be... Uh, a guest episode if I figure out something to talk about with the boys, uh, or it may just be me catching up more, or maybe I'll actually just finally like deep dive on all the things I've been watching and, and talk more about it, or maybe even I'll, I'll just I'll throw a Hail Mary and, and do something crazy. Who knows? Stay tuned for uh, what the future episode will be. We're not talking about level 246, we're talking about level 245, and with that said, we're just going to get into the triple F, the fantabulous fuzzballs focus, where I take whatever news gets dropped on the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group, plug, 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 and uh, and talk about it. Uh, in fairness, there's lots of news, so I'm probably going to go through pretty fast, give some ideas, uh, as always, if there's something you want to know more about. The interwebs is a wonderful and glorious place. Yes, there are bridges with trolls underneath, but but overall, it's, uh, it's, as, it's as great as you want it to be, provided uh, your level of engagement is appropriate, to allowing that measure of happiness for you. As longtime listeners know, uh, lots of news gets dropped on that Facebook group. If you do the Book of Faces, I, I can't encourage you more if you're listening and you're not a member of it. Just join. It's a closed group, but it's really easy. You ask to join and we say yes. And I think as of now, there's like over 630 people. I just uh, invited some more people from my friends group. And I encourage anybody listening who is a member of the group, add your friends. Be like BK. Add all the people and enjoy all the goodness, but I, I, I really enjoy all the all the sorted stuff that goes. What I do is I just I pick the first person that drops something, and then uh, every story that they've dropped chronologically goes there, and then it just goes on uh, vis-a-vis that way. So the very first person is Corey. He drops uh, lots of news, not as much this time, but some good stuff. Dropped that trailer for Snake Eyes, and you know, they're, they're doing a G.I. Joe origin movie. Ostensibly, they probably want to do a whole bunch of G.I. Joe origin movies and then do a revamped G.I. Joe. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't hate those original G.I. Joe movies, but this 100% looks different. Uh, but I'm not sure that it actually feels like it's a G.I. Joe movie. You've got uh, Henry Golding, I think, is the name of the actor. Very, very attractive actor. But uh, unlike Snake Eyes, you know, growing up with the cartoon... Uh, you're not just seeing like the mask. The mask sort of shows up, but you get to see uh, the the beautiful man from Crazy Rich Asians, and uh, and ninja and action. And it looks like it might be a really enjoyable movie, but I didn't feel that yojo action. So uh, I don't know. It, it interests me, and it's probably something. Maybe I'll go see it in a the theater, or maybe when Danny goes and sees it in a the theater, make him talk all about it. But you know, uh, it's just more geeky content coming our way, and we should be thankful for that. You know. 
Corey also posted the Gunpowder Milkshake trailer. You know, this is sort of one of those movies that just caught me completely by surprise. I didn't know about it until, like, recently when I heard some other, like, podcast pundits talking about it. Yes, I, uh, I wholly endorse you listening to my podcast, but I also listen to a butt-ton of podcasts because I... I I like that way more than listening to the radio. <laughs> I'm so behind on, on current music. <laughs> whenever, whenever I'm with the wife and we're actually listening to the radio in, in her car, which we call Lightning Nimbus, because we're we're great geeks. Nimbus, like Nimbus Five Thousand, yeah, Harry Potter reference. Uh, you know, no no JKR stand right here, but uh, I do enjoy the Harry Potter because my my beautiful other half enjoys it. But um, that's to say that I heard about you know people were like, oh man, this is one of their most anticipated movies. I had no idea that there was a, a Karen Gillan assassin movie paying homage to lady uh, 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 classic literature writers, uh, nor did I, I know that, you know, all these movies riding on the hills of Taken and John Wick was leading to this, where you get Karen Gillan, Paul Giamatti, Lena Headey, Michelle Yao, Angela Bassett, like, wow, it just looks really cool. It uh, it's a, a nice. Looks like there's some nice twists to some of those other movies where, you know, they're they're something bad happens to them and the assassin goes down and and, and kicks a lot of butt, and uh, yeah, like Corey said, it's uh, it's like Lady John Wick with a lot of those actresses that you like from the things, <laughs> and Paul Giamatti, and uh, it just it looks great and this is this goes right up there on a list of movies that uh that I, I'm excited for. I, I think this uh, looks super, super dope, and, and Karen Gillan kicks butt, and she's she's doing a great job, and, and just adding this to her resume, in addition to uh, to, to Nebula, and, and being one of the, the uh, appren- not apprentices, accomplices, uh, one of the companions of, of the Doctor Who. Who? That's his name, Doctor Who. We don't, we don't know his real name, but we know he has two hearts. <laughs> and one of them grew three sizes too big on a Christmas Christmas episode where he may or may not have regenerated. It's actually like semi-accurate, and that's fun. That's fun in the geek world. Corey also posted the trailer for the Jungle Cruise movie. For those of you in the know, duh, I'm so excited for this movie at the end of July. I'm so ready for it, but I have no idea what this movie is going to be. It it looks like, yes, it might be Jumanji-esque. It definitely has some Indiana Jones vibes. Definitely has, like, Pirates of the Caribbean vibes. How, you know, they made that movie based on a theme park, and it was so much better than it had any business being. And uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt, and it definitely looks like their chemistry is great. But then there's waterfalls and explosions and uh, maybe a U-boat. Like, I don't even know. Wow. It's it's just going to be wild and, and probably very, very limitedly connected to the theme park ride, the opening day attraction of Disneyland that uh, that it is based upon. But uh, you know, I've I've heard that they're actually not gonna not gonna do any any connections between that and the and the theme park attraction at Disneyland. Maybe other than like some stuff in their queue or like costumes of like of Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. So you know, hopefully it's good. Hopefully uh, it continues to get love to my favorite attraction at Disneyland, and uh, I'm I'm definitely there for it. You know what I mean? It's it's just it's a thing. It's gonna happen. Then we move to some news from Mr. Danny the Deuce, the sheriff of Dusseldorf. <laughs> the name of the town always changes every time, but I think Dusseldorf is really funny. Uh, but he posted the news, WWE, you know, I always think of it as WWF, that just marks me as an old man, but WWE Backlash included zombies uh, in the match between The Miz and Damian Priest. Uh, it basically was a advertisement for Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. And apparently the Miz got eight, but he's don't worry, he's not dead because I just saw him today uh, talking to people for the Indy 500. No, I don't really watch racing, but my mother-in-law really enjoys racing, and I watched the uh, opening festivities with her. And the Miz was there, and he's alive and well, and did not appear to be a zombie. So if he is a zombie, be very very scared because he's a fine physical specimen, and he looked like he wasn't decomposing yet. So <laughs> you know, take that, take that as you will. But yes. Uh, Zambies, freaking Zambies, uh, getting cross promotion in the freaking wrestling, and I know, I know from from Danny and my buddy Kevin who's been on the podcast and others like shout out to Jason Mills. Uh, I guess I shouldn't have said your last name, but nobody knows you, or do they? <laughs> but just my buddies that uh, enjoy enjoy the uh, 
enjoy the wrestling. I think that's a uh, neat. Danielle also posted the Kumail Nanjani is going from Eternals to a Chippendale series on Hulu. Uh, he's playing the founder, and I'm, I'm sure this has nothing to do uh, with uh, another movie about the founder screwing over the McDonald's brothers, or does it? <laughs> I think I think Mr. Nanjani is probably just happy for a juicy role for an Indian man, and also the fact that he got in great shape uh, to work for Marvel, so it worked out for another role, and it is based on a, a lot of juicy uh, details about the, the founder of Chippendales in Florida. So, good for you, Mr. Nanjani. Exciting. Danielle's posted about it's an Injustice animated movie and works at WB Animation. And, man, this is just great news. Injustice, the video games are amazing. The prequel comic books that I've read, I've read books one, two, and three. Also very, very enjoyable. And uh, this this just makes sense. WB Animation doing great things, adapting comics that people enjoy. And why not give a go at Injustice? You know, that's a, a really, really fun Elseworlds story. And uh, I'm excited for it, and I'm looking forward to seeing it for free, maybe, on the Hibbo Max someday. Uh, so, good news. Really, it's a great story. If you don't know anything about Injustice, I would strongly urge you to look it up. And and it's interesting, because as video games go, anybody knows that listening, like, I, I, I enjoy video games, but I haven't played that many, especially recently, like, in the last, like, you know, seven, eight, nine years. Whereas, I've actually played the, the first Injustice game all the way through and enjoyed the living shit out of it. And wanted to play the second one, although I know Danny played it and he really, really enjoyed it. And maybe someday, <laughs> maybe someday, there's a, a lot of video games that I would like to give a go. Uh, but alas, adulting and kids and all that. So I'll probably just wait till I'm like a 60-year-old man and all the kids are grown and uh, I have a lot of free time. And then go back to video games and Heather will love that. She'll be a real big fan of that. <laughs> That'll probably be the point where she's like, you've done this podcast for 25 years. It's either video games or the podcast. And alas, at that point, old man Wookiee might be like, well, kids, time to stop talking about the life of the fuzzballs and time to play Injustice 2. It's been nice to tear, friend. <laughs> Imagine that's exactly what I'm going to sound like as an old man. Uh, I wish I could sound like Morgan Freeman, but uh, that's just not the way my voice sounds, Sparky. So, what else? Danny posted about the Batgirl movie. It is going to be directed by Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah. They're the directing duo that did Bad Boys for Life, a movie I did not see. Was not interested for that third movie in the trilogy. Uh, and they at least have directed some of Ms. Marvel, although we haven't seen any of that. But you know, it's it's it sounds interesting. You got Bumblebee scribe Christina Hodson, who also did work on Birds of Prey and The Flash, uh, writing it. And yeah, they're doing they're doing a Batgirl movie, giving Babs some uh, some justice. Although this won't be Babs in a wheelchair, uh, it, which is the best Babs. Although you know, yes, yeah, so you're like, Wookie, how dare you want her to get shot in the spine and have inappropriate things done to her by the Joker? I don't want any of that stuff to happen to uh, to Barbara Gordon. Although when she was Oracle, that was uh, some of the best comics of her. Just uh, my opinion. And uh, uh, presumably, I don't think that's going to be the case with this background movie at first. <laughs> Let's see how popular it is before they shoot her in the back. Uh, Danny also posted the Monsters at Work show on Disney Plus on 2 July. I actually heard about this for the first time listening to a podcast with Billy Crystal, with Chris Hardwick. Man, heck yeah. I'm so happy that they're doing more for Mike and Sully and uh, Monsters Incorporated. And this show takes place right after the first movie. So, you know, I, I guess I don't want to spoil anything, but the reason that they work is they need fuel to power Monstropolis. And there was a big change to uh, what sort of fuel they use. And uh, this is them, you know, winning out in the, in the pivotal drama of the first movie and figuring out how to be monsters at work together. And it's just great. Billy Crystal, John Goodman coming back. It's animated. What is not to like? Uh, my, my oldest child looked very much like Boo when they were a young child. And uh, this is a movie that we really, really enjoyed together. In fact, at one point we were talking about getting uh, tattoos on our ribs of uh, Sully and Boo. So, yeah. Take, take that for what you want. I, I really enjoy the Monsters Incorporated stuff. I'm looking forward to this show on 2 July. Really nice to have something to watch with the kids. Uh, Mando Season 2 pops. 
Danny talking about the pops. Everybody talking about the pops. The pops so popular. <laughs> that was bad. That was a reach. But uh, these pops you get unmasked Mando with Grogu, um, and and like Dominique, I have I have such a need uh, for these poops. I uh, I personally dig the face hugger on Grogu. That is my favorite of all of them. I like the Dark Trooper. I like the Ahsoka pops, and uh, yeah, it was inevitable that they were going to do the pops for Mando season two. And uh, I really I'm just a face hugger on Grogu. I'm like, for anybody that doesn't like him, that would be a great pop. For people that do like him, that'd be a great pop. For people that love Alien, great pop. Just great pop. Great pop, pop, poppity pops. <laughs> Danielle posted Dave Filoni is the executive creative director at Lucasfilm. Applause, fireworks, orations. The only problem is it's come out that this has actually been a thing for like over a year and it just they finally updated the website and then the geek world's like finally Kathleen Kennedy is leaving and Dave Filoni is taking over to be the Feige of Lucasfilm. That's not what happened, friends. He, uh, I guess did get a promotion or get a new title, but it doesn't mean anything about Kathleen Kennedy leaving. Uh, I'm not one of those people that actually wants her gone. I think uh, she deserves a lot more credit for the stuff you like, including the stuff you didn't like. But uh, yeah, cool. Dave Filoni moving on up, and there there could be a day where he he takes the reins. Uh, but for now, he's just uh, doing really really creative stuff. And also, just remember, whenever like executive is ever like in a title, it doesn't it doesn't mean that he's not doing any things. But also, like you know, executive producers, their their involvement could be really really heavy or not at all. So we want Dave Filoni involved much more. Or at least I want Dave Filoni involved much more. So I don't want that whole executive creator thing to be where it's just like a title and he's not doing shit. You know what I mean? So. That's just where I'm coming from. Danny also posted Predator 5 as cast Amber Mid-Thunder as a lead. Uh, I, I enjoy this actress. I really liked her work in Legion. She's very physical, uh, also very good looking. And, uh, I mean, this Dan Trachtenberg is directing. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't see the 2018 outing, which I heard was not very good. I am a bit surprised that the Predator movies are still a thing, but I, I enjoy the concept of Predator. I like the way that the monster, you know, alien looks. And uh, if they can if they can reel it in and bring it back and make it good again, why not? And uh, Amber Mid-Thunder is, is a very interesting addition to uh, them continuing the Predator franchise. Uh, also, Henry Cavill apparently is being courted to lead a Highlander reboot. Oh, please, Jeebus. This, this just really really has me excited and then i saw the chat stahelski he of john wick uh, is involved and i got even more stoked and and henry cavill would be pitch perfect casting for for a highlander type character and i have no idea you know reboot so are you getting rid of all those other movies because that first movie is just solid gold and i really really like the sequel although i probably shouldn't uh but i i i think doing doing highlander Rebooting it, bringing it to a new generation, it's just such such amazing, solid idea. It just makes perfect sense, and uh, and and casting a lead like Henry Cavill for it gives you even more confidence in in them doing this. So hell to the eye. And speaking of not not something getting rebooted, but something that's that's going to be happening, Danny also posted about Hocus Pocus two on Disney Plus in fall twenty twenty two. So yeah, Halloween. You're going to get your Muppet Haunted Mansion, and then the following Halloween, you're getting a uh, nostalgic reboot of, of a movie many decades later. But, you know, just having Bette Midler and Catherine Najimy and Sarah Jessica Parker on board means that we should be hopeful that this will be fun. Yes, it's been years and years, but who cares? You know what I mean? It could be really fun. They could play with the fact that they're older. Maybe when they, they got sent to hell, it aged them or, or whatnot. I, I don't know. I don't care. Uh, if, it, if it's half as fun as that Hocus Pocus movie, the first one, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and, and as long as it's uh, better than uh, the Ernest Halloween movie, although I really love that Ernest Halloween movie. God, I love it so much, and it's not good with the trolls and the wooden kids. But, uh, yeah, as long as it's better than that, we all win, I suppose. Danny also posted, The Rangers of the New Republic uh, Star Wars show is no longer in active development. And uh, there was a lot of people commenting on it. I, I agree with different parties. I mean, the, the fact just is that the Cardoon character and the actress who plays her, who I, I'm trying very hard to forget her name, you know, are, are on the outs. Uh, whether you agree or not, 
a decision was made, they're on the outs. Like my buddy Matt was saying, there probably were contracts involved with the new show. Uh, it may just be Disney trying to distance themselves. Maybe they took it back to the drawing board without Cardoon, and it didn't work. Uh, I really would like to see uh, Rangers of the New Republic with Carson Teva, the X-Wing, you know, pilot slash sheriff roaming the galaxy and figuring things out. But I also agree with Danny that, that you need, like, you know, commandos and, and droppers and all that good stuff. So, yeah, do it right. Just because it's not an active development doesn't mean that it can't, you know, the idea is out there. So if somebody finds a way to, to take the story or the idea and spin it a new way and do something great. I also think it's really good news. I, I wondered about, you know, all the spoons in the Mando pots, so to speak. You got the Book of Boba Fett. Got Mando season three. You've got Ahsoka, which uh, es- essentially is like you know a sequel to Rebels. Uh, I don't I don't know where Rangers of the New Republic fit in all that. I also don't think Rangers of the New Republic is a good title for a show. Makes me think of Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Um, you know, I, I just give us Republic Commando. You know, give us something badass like that. But uh, it was the one that felt the most like a spinoff. You know, and I really do think it had to do with how how popular at the time. Cardoon was with people before you know the fallout of all the comments and everything and uh just fine you know you don't need the spin-off when you have all the other shows going on it's not like they're they're suffering for star wars content there's a total dearth of things coming out uh, Andor and obi-wan and and book of boba fett and mando season three and the ahsoka show and the bad batch currently on disney plus there's plenty they they don't need to rush anything and then you also have you know uh, patty jenkins uh rogue squadron movie and whatever Taika Waititi is working on and then apparently kevin feige still is working on his movie and ryan johnson may still be working on his trilogy there's there's a lot there's enough we don't need to mourn the loss of the show or at least i won't be mourning the loss of the show i'm like good riddance fine you fuck things up i'm i'm not a big fan of crap of dune you know what I mean? But I just and we it's a, a page we need to to close. In fact, maybe even rip it out of the book and just forget it happened. <laughs> like it it I I'm so mad at the character that I have a, a Disney game that I play called Kingdoms or Magic Kingdoms, and she's a character that I got when I was playing the Mando tie-in, and every time she shows up, I'm just like, oh, and I just I just shove that character in the inventory and never want to see it. And in fact, uh, I think on another emoji blitz or whatever, she's also a character, and I'm like, sorry, not gonna play with you, lady. You just get to sit there in the inventory and collect digital dust. Uh, moving on to the next thing, Danny posted Willy Wonka, the origin film, is cast Timothy Chalamet as Wonka. Uh, you know, Timothy Chalamet, I am very aware. Of him as a character, he is going to be in the upcoming Dune movie, which I'm very, very excited for. And uh, I think he's in the upcoming Dune movie. Oh, stand by! I need to, I need to check that before somebody's just like, "Wookie, you don't know shit." Do, 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 do. Thank you for holding, friends. Your time is important to us. And yes, I looked it up, and he is in the upcoming Dune movie. Although I was. Looking at, I wanted, I wanted to say discography, but that's that's for an album. Looking at his filmography, and I realized that while I've heard a lot of people say what a great, amazing actor he is, I have not actually seen him in any of the films that he's in, including Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. I know, shock, egads. I've just never seen it. Uh, I, I recognize, you know, Call Me by Your Name, which which everybody raved about, and Lady Bird, and Beautiful Boy. Uh, I and Little Women. I've, I've just not seen any of those movies, so I don't actually know that he's a good good actor. Good, he's not a good movie. <laughs> I, did, I just I'll take the word of people that that enjoy all these movies that he's a good actor, and I, I will make an opinion when I when I see him in in Dune as Paul Atreides 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 uh, as Paul in the Dune movie. I will make an opinion. But uh, yeah, he's, he's going to play uh, a young Wonka, although he's he's not as young as he was in Interstellar. And um, why not? You know, they're, they're doing the Wonka thing. Apparently, this movie is going to include singing and dancing to, to show off those talents that he has in, a, in addition to being incredibly good looking and, and apparently talented. Uh, the director is Paddington's Paul King. And uh, don't you bet against Paddington. That movie, the first and the second, were very delightful. And Paddington 2 beat freaking Citizen Kane on Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, this Willy Wonka origin film, 
could be very, very good. The original Willy Wonka is one of my one of my nostalgic classic favorites that I love. Love, love, love. And uh, Tim Burton did a movie. It was fine. Uh, so, so maybe we could get that third movie, which uh, clears up the goodness uh, and some maybe even ties to the Gene Hackman movie. Who knows? I don't know. Do you know? Maybe you know. But now we know that Timothy Chalamet has been cast as Wonka. Danny also posted, uh, Zack Snyder said that he would like to direct more adult content, a porn movie, or a religious film. You know, Zack Snyder, he's just all over doing tons and tons of interviews, of course, to promote the Army of the Dead on Netflix. Um, yeah, like, dude, he's uh, he's doing all the things. He wants to do more things. I even heard somebody wants to do, like, a Wild West-era King Arthur movie. Uh, he even had like some idea that he was pitching a Star Wars of a, a Seven Samurai Kira Kurosawa type film that now he's working on as a non-Star Wars related sci-fi script. He he definitely is interested in making more stuff. I, I even saw a really thing. He was on a late show with Stephen Colbert, and he was do, it was just like a little clip of him uh, directing the late show, and it was really funny with with him making fun of like his slow mo and. And uh, the darkness and, and CGI, and then them saying many times, suck at Warner Brothers, which was really funny. <laughs> Including like Paramount Plus, filled with thousands of contents of suck at Warner Brothers. <laughs> so, I, I'm sure, Zack Snyder, you can direct whatever you want, and people either hate it or they'll like it. And uh, if, it's, if it's as good as Army of the Dead was, I really enjoyed that film. So, there you go. Danny posted CW's Powerpuff show passes on the pilot. And apparently is going to rework everything using the same cast. Uh, a lot of people saw those images that came out and were like, what? Why are they dressed like that? And uh, apparently Joseph was saying the script was leaked online and people said it was hot garbage. I, I don't know any of these things, but uh, you know maybe it wasn't sexy enough. Or maybe it was just bad and they you know, they thought it was good while it was going. And they watched it and they were like, oh no, if we're doing this, this, this can't be how we do it. And we already paid these actresses, so we need to figure this out. And uh, they're going back to the drawing board. And hopefully they figure it out. And hopefully it includes Mojo Jojo. <laughs> Danny also posted some Transformers news. Shock. If you know Danny, you know how much he loves him some Transformers. But Transformers the movie, yes, that original movie from the 80s, has topped Amazon sales. Like number one in pre-order. This comes with the 4K Ultra HD edition, which is releasing for the 35th anniversary. And Transformers the movie, great fucking movie. So cool that they're doing it in 4K and Ultra HD. And uh, yeah, I'm not surprised that a lot of people want to buy this and are excited for it. And it's good news. Transformers getting some love. I've not, I've yet to watch the uh, the Netflix stuff that, that they've done. The two films that are out so far in the trilogy. Uh, something that's on my list now that I've got more time. Now that I am the master. And uh, I'm the master of my own time. <laughs> Although, I'm just wasting it so far. <laughs> but I'm not completely wasting it. I'm recording after 10 p.m. on a Sunday night to get you an episode of the podcast. So, there you go. At least something's going. And, and new t-shirt designs are going up. And tattoos are getting gotten. And, uh, yeah. All the things and all the things. Danny also posted, if you haven't figured, Danny was, was our total news correspondent. Getting back to his unofficial news correspondent status. Drop in all sorts of stuff. So Secret Invasion, a show that we are all very excited for, at least me and Danny are very excited for, has added another actor, Christopher McDonald, uh, who most people would know from Happy Gilmore, Shooter McGavin. Uh, he's been added to the cast, and ever since Danny posted and said Shooter McScroll, that's, that's all I can think about. And uh, it'll be interesting. Maybe it's a, a big character that'll cross over beyond Secret Evasion, and only time will tell. But the, all the casting for the show has been freaking amazing. So, uh, yes, please, whatever you've planned, I am excited to see it. Uh, the last, or Danny posted a couple more things. So, uh, let's see. Aaron Taylor Johnson has been cast as the lead in the Crave, Craven the Hunter movie. I know uh, Danny is not, or damn, I'm trying to remember now. Is Danny the fan of Craven, and Blue's not the fan of Craven, uh, or is it vice versa? It's it's one of those guys. Uh, it's late. I've had a couple ciders, uh, so <laughs> I shouldn't have done ciders or seltzers. But anyways, uh, yeah. So this this is interesting since everybody wonders how Sony Spider Verse is going to tie into the MCU. And obviously, Alan, Aaron Taylor Johnson, you know, had his brief moment in Age of Ultron as Quicksilver, and then you know all the questions that came up 
with uh with the WandaVision show. So now he's gonna be another character, and that's that's not unprecedented. There's there's a couple other small examples. I can't think of any names off the top of my head, but I know there's a big actress. One of the one of the actresses, uh, I think it's Michelle Yeoh, who is in Eternals, actually had a role. Uh, but you know, I sure. I mean, they offered this to Keanu, and he passed on it. And uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, I just think you know, kick ass and Quicksilver. That's basically the extent of me uh, thinking of him as an actor. Uh, so sure, he's gonna be Craven, and and they're doing a Craven movie, and JC Chandor is still directing, and they have a release date of January thirteenth, twenty twenty three, and uh, okay, we'll see. Maybe maybe it'll be good, and and maybe it won't. Maybe the Spideyverse uh, for Sony will die and officially become part of the MCU, and then it'll be even more confusing, or maybe it won't. Maybe this movie might not even happen. But for now, they have a director, they have a lead, they have a release date. Stay tuned. Hold on to your butts, as uh, Samuel Leroy Jackson says uh, in, in Jurassic Park. Leroy Jackson! That's right. No no Leroy Jenkins. It's all about Sam Leroy Jackson in my world. <laughs> I just discovered, or I think I knew that was his middle name, that the L stood for Leroy at some point. But then I put together the Leroy Jackson was better than Leroy Jenkins. And that's neither here nor there. Uh, but we're going to move on. The last, the last little... News thing was Danny posted the news of Amazon buying MGM Studios for $8.45 billion. That is a lot of doll hairs. And uh, I don't know what's crazier, the fact that this is the only the second biggest purchase by Amazon or that they actually spent $13.7 billion for Whole Foods. I mean, this, this is smart business. The streaming wars has begun. Begun the streaming wars has Amazon... Uh, of course, they have the Amazon Prime, and, and, and Bezos makes all the moolah. But, you know, to, to make even more moolah, they, they want to be competitive in the streaming world. And, and you got to find a way to, you know, people like getting their stuff fast. But that's what you do Amazon Prime for. And if you want people to do Amazon Prime just to get this content, you need to have content. And, and spending money to get 4,000 films and 17,000 television shows is is potentially not a bad investment i mean they they said self-proclaimed they're like it's a treasure trove of ip to reimagine and develop so yeah amazon wants wants to be in there and and they need to because disney plus has has the disney vault you know what i mean and star wars and marvel and hbo max is connected to warner brothers and um you know, and, and Paramount is the mountain, right? The mountain of movies. <laughs> and and there's also, you know, HBO Max is, is going to be connected to, to Discovery and whatnot. So, yeah, Amazon just spending the money to make the money, you know, as they say. So that's all Danny's news. I posted a couple things. I posted a sneak peek of the food offerings at Avengers Campus at Disney's California Adventure that opens June 4th, which is really, really soon, like five days from this recording. So, uh, yeah, and actually, uh, coming up, we might actually have a little review of Avengers Campus because Danny got a sneak peek. He got the hookup, so that, that spoiler might actually be what, what gets talked about in the next episode of the podcast. We shall see. I might actually have maybe even got a little sneak peek of something or other, too. So, maybe there are things to come for the podcast. Uh, I also posted a really good article about the first Thor movie, which uh, I think uh, was worth a read. Lots of interesting information for that first movie, directed by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, Bruce Timm, J.J. Abrams, and Matt Reeves are working on a Batman Cape Crusader animated show for HBO Max and Cartoon Network. Uh, it has received a straight-to-series order, and uh, it's going to be a dive into the noir elements of Batman and psychology. And, and just the fact that Bruce Timm, you know, he of Batman the Animated Series, is involved in this new new take or uh, our new animated series is exciting, really, really exciting, and and smart for HBO Max. You know what I mean? Get get people involved. People love Batman. There's two two superheroes or vigilantes that are popular. Marvel has Spider Man. DC has Batman. Yes, sure, all the others are popular, but the you know the ones that are iconic. Sure, there's Superman as well. I love me some Superman, but Batman and Spider Man. They're the ones that the kids go crazy for. So, yeah, they're doing that. Um, speaking of Batman, I don't know if you guys saw, but people are freaking out about the look of Matt Reeves, the Riddler. Uh, yes, he does look very S&M. Yes, I do think the safe word is Martha. Uh, but also, I also, I, I think it's neat. I'm interested 
for Matt Reeves' take on uh, on the Batman stuff. I want to see Bat Badinson, Robert Badinson. I want to see you know Colin Farrell as the Penguin. I, I want to see all of these things. I'm very much looking forward to this movie. And uh, the Riddler is just making him darker. I mean, I remember when people were pissed off that the Riddler all of a sudden had a question mark like carved into his chest in the comics. So, yes, no bowler. Yes, it won't be like Jim Carrey. Uh, but Jim Carrey really wasn't like the Riddler anyways. You know, <laughs> so uh, what, Frank Frank Gorsher... Uh, from from the Batman sixty six, great Riddler. But uh, you know, if they if they find a way, hopefully, you know, you get to see both elements. There's the 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 gas mask S and M version, uh, and then and then there's there's other stuff. I uh, I think it looks looks interesting enough that I'm I am curious to see more from uh, from the Batman movie. Uh, I also posted. You know, Batman's getting an animated series. Why not Superman? But well, don't worry, Superman's getting one too. HBO Max, Cartoon Network. Uh, the only real thing we know is Jack Quaid from The Boys is going to to voice Clark. It will be the Young Adventures of Clark, Lois, and Jimmy. And and yes, cool. You're doing a a Batman animated, do a Superman at the same time, and let us enjoy some classic. DC heroes and honestly like now I'm just waiting for the Wonder Woman show like do the entire trinity and uh, give us animated for all those and uh, we will all say thank you for that oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm like listening listening to all the sounds in the in the crazy amazing podcast studio aka family room that I'm recording in right now and just realizing that the chair I'm sitting in was all squeaky as I like lowered my legs from like an upright position like down I'm like oh geez so I apologize for the squeakiness but uh that's just the nature of the beast when you're trying to be as far away from the the sleeping human to uh to record all all of all of the things for you to uh check out more on the interwebs if you're so interested the next news for me is uh images of the star wars hotel at disney world dropped and hot dog i love the look of this especially the look of that room hallway oh the chandrilla star lane halcyon ship which is basically an homage to the tante for uh, it's it's so cool. You get to leave a Earthbound Galactic Star Cruiser terminal and then be off for two days of shipbound Star Wars adventure in an atrium and a bridge and engineering and lightsaber training and a fancy lounge inspired by Dryden Voss's digs and solo and more and and presumably, you know, get to visit Galaxy's Edge. I don't know how that all works. But this this is so so on my bucket list of things I want to do before I leave this earth. And uh, I definitely told my better half. I'm like, this is something I really, really want to do. And uh, I'll just have to get a really good job so we can afford it someday. Oh, man. It just looks so freaking cool. And speaking of things that look really freaking cool, I also posted that Sandman cast list, which made me so happy because it included pronouns because one of the actors is they, them. Uh, I, I, I just love this. And, I mean, primarily it's just a diverse group of women and a couple men and i seriously cannot wait for this the realization of the amazing work in neil gaiman very very excited that they're like basically starting season one is like the first book of sandman with maybe a little bit bits and pieces of book two and then taking this story you know it was set 30 years ago and like bringing it bringing it up to speed and it's it's not a reboot of Sandman it's just them telling this story uh, for a modern audience and and Neil Gaiman is deeply involved and and it, it just looks great and and Netflix wow just just winning winning and doing so many amazing things for people to enjoy and speaking of Netflix and, and things for people to enjoy I dropped just recently like today the Resident Evil Infinite Darkness trailer for Netflix and hot dog that that animation just looks so crazy it gave me vibes from you know back when we did the the video game adaptation episode a couple episodes back and i was talking about the final fantasy movie that came out in 1999 and back then that animation like blew my mind and, and recently i've been watching love death and robots and, and some of the animation there like there's just so much amazing crazy stuff and like yes there's an uncanny valley but when there's no live people involved you can get away with so much and just like the the set pieces like with the white house and and the characters i'm just like you know they, they said it's an anime i'm like ah, it doesn't really look like an anime animated me is a certain style but uh it looks cool and uh, it looks like it's resident evil connected right there with uh, the video games which was one of the critiques that we had when we were talking about the uh, resident evil 
games when we did the video game adaptations, which if you didn't listen to that, it was just a couple episodes back. It was a really, 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 really good episode, and uh, this trailer dropped, and I was like, man, this is this is like right up the alley of like what we when we were talking about when uh, when we were critiquing, you know, some of these uh, video game adaptations. They, uh, it seems they listened to us and really fast came up with an amazing animated show on Netflix to to be like, yes, Wookie, check this out. That was Mortal Podcast, by the way. Mortal Podcast, flawless podcastery on uh, episode 242 of Laugh at a Fuzzball. But yeah, so so much good news. I think there's a little bit more from, from Darian. Uh, no, not actually good news. Uh, inevitably comes around where we have have sort of a bummer and Darian did a rest in peace for Charles Grodin. I'll be honest, I wasn't that familiar with the actor and his body of work, uh, but I definitely saw him in the Beethoven movie. Loved me, that St. Bernard movie. Uh, I enjoyed him in The Great Muppet Caper. When I saw he was in it, I went to look. I was like, oh yeah, I remember him from that. He was in Rosemary's Baby. Oh, that movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I was really surprised to learn that he turned down the lead in The Graduate, which made Dustin Hoffman a star. Uh, but it seems like he, he did well for himself and recorded lots of things. Uh, so, rest in peace, sir. Whole bucket of win. Uh, sad sad to see people go. But unfortunately, that is that is part of uh, this life adventure. It is, uh, you can't be alive if you can't be dead, I suppose. Well, well that's morbid, but it's true. Uh, Joseph is the last person who shared some news on uh, the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group, Plug, Plug, Plug. So he shared the trailer... Uh, for an 80s action heroes event in Call of Duty Black Ops. Uh, it's also in Cold War and Warzone. Basically, Die Hard and Rambo. Getting some love in Call of Duty. And it looks cool. I don't play Call of Duty. Uh, I have played some of the versions at some point because uh, people I know were really into it. Uh, one of those, you know, go online and play with your friends sort of things. Uh, my best friend really, really into it. And uh, by best friend, I don't mean blue or uh or danny somebody who doesn't come on the podcast my best friend eric really really into it uh but it looked cool uh, i guess it was a total trailer time or teaser trailer time for joseph because he did share that eternals teaser and man that that movie looks all sorts of of amazing it it really really does look like something a little bit different and um it you know it it just the cast is freaking amazing. Chloe Zhao, of course, Academy Award-winning director Chloe Zhao. You know, instead of just doing a CGI fest, actually doing some practical locations, and then you know, figuring out like what the hell's going on with these these Eternals. You know, with Icarus and Thena and Cersei, uh, Kingo, Gilgamesh, Ajax, Druig, Fastos, Sprite. More, uh, lots of names that like tie into like mythology. You know, did these Eternals show up and they ended up, you know, in our myths and our legends and our histories, and and also just knowing that Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones is coming in as the Black Knight, that's very very exciting. And uh, there's Camille Nanjani that I talked about, Gemma Chan, Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Selma Hayek. Oh man, uh, or I think Michelle Yao. There's, it's just it's a murderer's row of talent. The director is immensely talented, and uh, we get to we get to see what this is. It looks different, and it, it makes me think where people are like, "Oh, I don't know if this is going to be good." Yeah, people said that about the Thor movie. Guilty as charged. People said that about Guardians of the Galaxy. Guilty as charged. I've just stopped saying that something looks like it might be bad. Uh, you know, heck, at one point I even thought when, the, when they were when they were doing the Inhumans show that it was going to be good. I was wrong. I was wrong, one hundred percent wrong. But I don't think I'm wrong in saying that this movie is going to be great and tie-in in weird and unexpected ways and lead us into the the future phases of Marvel and and be beautiful and lovely. And and the trailer, you know, while it's completely disconnected, at the end they made sure to to drop the the Captain America joke. We're like, okay, this is a part of the world. And I'm sure they'll explain in the movie like exactly what went down, why they weren't involved. Presumably probably the the real fast like thirty six hours of Thanos like coming in and snapping out half the half the universe. Probably got their attention. And I, I definitely think that the Eternals are, are connected to the mad god of Titan. Uh, you know, because I, Thanos also an eternal in the comics and that just makes sense. So we shall see. Maybe it is when Thanos destroyed Titan that the Eternals left and came to Earth. 
And in that in that time, Thanos did all his uh, skullduggery and universe killing while he searched for the Infinity Stones. Meanwhile, the Eternals hit on Earth and, uh, you know, interacted with humans in different ways. And now, you know, the world has changed. There aren't Avengers, and uh, they're going to show up. Or maybe they're forced to show up. Or maybe half of them think they should be involved, and half of them think they shouldn't be. And then there's conflict and resolution and action and beautiful, practical, and CGI elements all directed by an amazing, talented female director. And I'm here for it. I really, really am excited. And can't wait to see an even better trailer. You know, that was a great teaser trailer. Let's, although it was pretty long for a teaser trailer. Uh, I, don't, I don't... Just call it a trailer. Like, a teaser is very, very short. Or it used to be. So, that's neither here nor there. It was, a, it was a very, very enjoyable trailer. Thank you, Joseph, for dropping it. I would have seen it, but you made sure I saw it faster. And that's one of the benefits of being in the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group. There are things that you might have seen or heard about at some point. But you get to see it quicker... Because I like-minded geeks who enjoy life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. Sharing with each other, talking with it, liking it, loving it, caring with it, reacting to it. And uh, it's just very, very good and makes my heart very, very happy. Joseph also posted the trailer for Batman the Long Halloween Part 2. Hey, (laughs) looks good. Have not seen Part 1. It is uh, available to own or buy. I haven't yet seen it. I'll be honest sort of holding out for getting to watch it on, on the Hippo Max for semi-free. Well, there's a subscription involved, but it's part of a phone plan, so technically free because I'd pay that for my phone plan anyways because that's just the way the universe works, right? Right, but uh, it looks cool. It looks really, 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 really enjoyable. And speaking of things that are exciting and could be really enjoyable, Evil Dead Rise is a movie set um, through New Line for HBO Max. Directed by Sam Cronin, who was handpicked by Sam Raimi. Uh, it does mark the return of the franchise to New Line. Also, really, really cool to me that the protagonists are two young ladies. It's Alyssa Sutherland and Lily Sullivan. Uh, it's just cool. I enjoy the Evil Dead franchise. I really enjoyed Ash vs. Evil Dead. I like Evil Dead 1, Evil Dead 2. I like Army of Darkness very, very much. I did Halloween Horror Nights, so I'm well aware of how scary it could be. And maybe it'll be a mix between the two, but we'll see. Uh, like like Joseph said, Evil Dead plus HBO Max win. But that is all the fantabulous fuzzballs focus. That is the triple F. And there's just a couple other, I say a couple other, but it's a lot more than that, uh, news things to talk about. So some Star Wars news, you know, let the Wookiee win. Always let the Wookiee win. Really enjoyed uh, Ewan McGregor's been going the rounds. Uh, talking to people about different things. He's got movies coming out and, of course, the Obi-Wan show. But I liked his quote where he said, quote, I got to play a very special scene on May the 4th with someone very special in my life. Uh, And that's all I can tell you about it. And now people are theorizing, like, who is it? A lot of people I've seen have talked, maybe it's his girlfriend, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and suddenly Blue is interested. (laughs) But I'm also thinking, you know, could it be Qui-Gon? Could it be Padme? Who is it? Uh, I, I think... Whoever it is, it'll be very interesting. He could very well be talking about doing a scene with Hayden Christensen. Uh, But yeah, just be excited that he's filming. And he was filming on May the 4th. And this show is coming sooner rather than later. Uh, Shows that are currently out, The Bad Batch, you know, also scored by Kevin Kiner, who did amazing work scoring The Clone Wars and Rebels. And so far, I've been a big fan of his scores for The Bad Batch. He was saying that scoring the final beats of the Bad Batch made him emotional and uh, now people are wondering what the heck that means and I don't know hopefully emotional doesn't mean uh, sad Rogue One endings you know what I mean but uh, only time will tell if you didn't see Disney uh, has, has Star Wars mugs and specifically Starbucks Star Wars mugs that you can buy at one of their theme park locations you could get a I was at Batu, or I was at Tatooine or I was at Endor mug you know, they have them for all the different cities. I, in fact, own quite a few of them from when I was in the military and different places that I was. It was a time where I was collecting those mugs. So you, if you do, you can add Batu, Tatooine, or Endor. And uh, I think that's super neat. Uh, why not? Why not? Merchandising. Why not? Uh, Disney CEO Bob Chappick, uh, in, a, in a conference meeting or an interview, accidentally dropped the name Solo when referencing upcoming Star Wars content. Uh, you know, who knows? Uh, he is the CEO of Disney, but you also 
wonder, you know, is it is it he was literally knowing about a project for Solo that's coming out? Uh, could it, it could be that Lando show that was announced, which is completely connected to Solo if they do the Donald Glover route? You know, or maybe there is a super secret solo thing that hasn't been announced, and and he he slipped up. It, in the in the quote you could find online, he does like say solo and quickly backtrack. So maybe he realized he was making a mistake, or maybe he realized he just said the one Star Wars name that he knew, and that was like, oh, that's not something that I've been briefed on. Uh, so let's get to the stuff that I understand. Or uh, Endor and Obi Wan. <laughs> so only only time will tell. But yes, I would be excited for. Uh, for a solo movie. In fact, I was talking to Danny about it, and he he said like he didn't like the movie, but uh, he thinks a, a, t- a television show would work very well for it. And he's right; it would be great. Get more emphasis, get more Lando, get more Solo, get more Kira. Heck, and I know Danny, you're gonna be mad, but even get more Darth Maul. Uh, it would be fun. It would be great. It would be enjoyable. And of course, get some more of my main man cousin Chewbacca. That's just you, you get Solo, you get Chewie, and uh, more Chewie is always good. And the last little bit of Star Wars news that uh, that I heard uh, just it was J.J. Abrams. He did an interview with Collider, and basically admitted that the sequels could have been planned better. And uh, I'm not, you know, however you feel about the sequel movies, whether you love them, hate them, I I overall enjoy them, but I do do have some some problems especially with the third movie I, it doesn't keep me from watching it it's fine it exists in my star wars world and as time goes on maybe it'll be like me like where i'm a prequelist really really enjoyed those prequel movies although i will say i didn't hate those prequel movies when i first watched them and then uh and then i became a little critical of them and then i i came back around to loving them i can find good things in all of them and i i think the same argument can be made for the sequel sequel movies i really enjoy episode seven and episode eight i just have some questions about the way episode nine was done but that's fine and jj's right probably a little bit more you know through line planning could work but you know you could look at the originals four five and six and realize that you know lucas he he planned but he also you know went went as the movies took him i don't i don't think that he planned to have you know luke and leia as twins you know i think he may have had an idea of, uh, of Darth Vader being Luke's father. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> what? What? Oh, you spoiled the movie. Yes, just like Homer Simpson when he took his beloved March, Marge to go see uh, March. That was a whole different relationship. No, <laughs> when he took May, Marge to see uh, Empire Strikes Back. You're as wise as Yoda and as pretty as Princess Leia. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't think he had every single little beat planned anyway as the story took him. And because uh, I don't, as much as I love Ewoks, I don't think murder bears were in his plan when he was doing episode four. I actually don't think he really even had a plan beyond episode four. It's just sort of the, the winds of change and the forces of destiny found their way into the, the bank account and the imagination of George Lucas and allowed us to live in this world which uh, Star Wars proliferates amongst all. And it's lovely and it's great, especially if you enjoy Star Wars. And uh, the more content coming out, the more chances there are that there may be something that you're not 100% thrilled with. But then you get great shows like The Mandalorian and The Bad Batch and The Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, not a lot of people are big fans of Resistance, but that exists too. And uh, and yes, there were the Ewoks and Droids cartoons. Oh god, I've watched a couple episodes of that Ewoks cartoon. I, I it, Much different than when I was viewing it as a small child on, on Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> so, uh, yes, interesting that J.J. Abrams is admitting that. Very honest. And, uh, yeah, cool. I, uh, I, don't, I don't want him, like, disconnected from all the Star Wars stuff. I know he's a fanboy just like the rest of us. And who knows if he can produce or maybe even direct or do something interesting in that world somewhere in the future. Some other geeky news, you know, the flavor of the geek, all the geeky flavors. Uh, Sam Raimi, I just, I saw a really fun quote where he was talking about him and Stan Lee working together writing treatments and that they, they took, took a, you know, uh, took a movie to Fox and pitched it and, and they were like, no, absolutely no, comic books don't make good movies. Uh, this was all the way back in 1991, but you know, Sam Raimi goes on to to do Spider-Man, and of course, all this beloved Stan Lee stuff is you know this great and wonderful and amazing MCU that we all love and hold dear. Uh, so it's just funny how in 1991, there's even after the success of the Batman movie in '89, they're just like you know, comic books don't make good movies, and. Uh, 
now you're like a Sam Raimi Stan Lee project like sign me a go picture <laughs> uh, if you didn't hear Dune is uh, not going to be one of those Hibble Max theater like dual things it's going straight to theaters on October 1st of this year um, it uh, and then it'll drop like 45 days later on the Hibble Max I'm assuming and this does go hand in hand with uh, Warner Brothers coming with up with the deal with Regal Regal Theaters to have 45 days between uh, the theatrical release of a movie and a drop on HBO Max for 2022. So that's actually not bad news for you. If uh, you can't go see it in the theater, you just gotta wait 45 days, and then presumably you're gonna get these Warner Brother movies on Hibbo Max to to drive the you know subscription service continuing. And uh, and then you just have the choice whether you go see it in the theater or not. And and maybe who knows they'll maybe even figure out some HBO Max premiere access thing. Uh, as long as Regal, you know, decides not to get pissed off and not play their movies, and uh, honestly, no, we don't know what what the future of movie theaters is. Anyways, uh, post coronavirus, they are open, but it, you know, while money's being made, it's by no means the money that was made pre coronavirus. So there's a lot of unknowns and uncertainties. I, for one, want movie theaters to still exist. I want the world to feel safe enough where I do go see a movie. I'll be interested to see what the first movie is that I go see. And honestly, it may very well be the Jungle Cruise movie when that comes out end of July. That might be the, the one that I, I break the seal and go back to the movie theaters. Which does bring questions for me about all these geeky movies that I want to see. And how I'm going to watch them, how I'm going to talk about them. Uh, so there may be some some guest reviews in the future, just uh, depending on everything that happens. But I am very, very excited to go see Dune in theaters October 1st. That uh, is a movie that, uh, that, that was made for the movies. And I want Denis Villeneuve's beautiful masterpiece, the first part of his two-part masterpiece, to be seen the way he envisioned as a director and I know he was really really pissed with that HBO Max when all those movies were like we're just dropping them straight here he felt a little betrayed and uh, you know it's through Legendary and Legendary foot a lot of the bill so I get it it's good news and also you know for, for those of you fearing that the HBO Max decision was going to be like the death of like Warner Brothers in the theaters it won't be apparently they're figuring it out uh, and and Along the same lines, HBO Max, if you didn't hear, I sort of talked about it when I was talking about the Amazon purchase of uh, MGM Studios, but they're now creatively aligned with Discovery. Uh, Discovery has become part, so AT&T is the big parent company, Warner Brothers underneath them, HBO Max tied to Warner Brothers, but now Discovery and HBO Max will be in aligned together, and while there is the Discovery Plus uh, app where you can see all their shows. I imagine at some point, maybe uh, there'll be some sort of cross promotion, or maybe two, two, you know, streaming services merged into one, which just gives HBO Max so much more content, especially in the show department. Uh, Discovery Plus was actually the very first streaming service that got my in-laws interested in potentially paying for a streaming service so that they can watch the true crime and all the all the stuff available through discovery so you know what i mean there's definitely a market there especially if it, it finds a way to get you know some of the the money of of older patrons so we'll we'll see where this lies but uh, the streaming wars continues and and this is part of it they have discovered a new way to make revenue and good for them uh, Zack Snyder, like I had said earlier, he's doing all the interview rounds. So in one of his interviews, he did confirm finally for everybody the Batman connection in Watchmen. And if you if you don't know what it is, basically in the opening montage of Watchmen, there's an entire montage of a bunch of different characters set to Bob Dylan's The Times. The times are changing. Uh, and really gives you a... Some backstory for the heroes that that predate the Watchmen that you're gonna come to know and love and maybe hate in in, in the comic book adaptation, and uh, there is a an older version of Night Owl who does rescue some rich socialite people in an alley with a small child, and yes, he says this is an alternate universe that is Night Owl saving Bruce's parents. Uh, and apparently there's even a Batman comic on the wall that I haven't seen. I don't have a burning desire to watch Watchmen right at this moment to see the Batman comic. But I do remember, like, oh, that that, that looks a lot like Batman. <laughs> and, and apparently it is Snyder uh, making his Watchmen universe a one of the many universes in the multiverse of DC. That's pretty cool. 
what else? We got James Gunn. He teased that Starro is not the only villain in the Suicide Squad. So cool. Uh, he even he even teased that there's going to be more for Starro. There's actually a story and growth and character development. So whatever that means, I uh, I'm a big fan of Starro. I think he's a wild bonkers villain. But uh, when he when he shows up, always a good time. And, and I, I Danny and Blue can tell you from uh, the first trailer that came where there was like a body and you could see like a little purple starfish on somebody's face. Like I think there's more. I think he's doing the whole like starfish mind control face thing. And uh, I am so so stoked for the Suicide Squad. And they can have as many villains as they want, especially because all of the Suicide Squad members are villains. Let's not forget that <laughs> they're just villains. Uh, controlled uh, through through the little explodey neck chips and uh, you know fighting the battles that, that the heroes don't so uh, I, I I'm so excited for this movie I I, I I can't even put it into words I'm just excited other news Kathy Ann and Margot Robbie um, were talking people were asking them about birds of prey too and basically well there there's no current plan for DC. Uh, basically, Margot Robbie saying that it's not out of the question, especially with her character, you know, being in the Suicide Squad. And Birds of Prey, although it didn't make the sort of money that they wanted, it, it wasn't actually like a, a financial flop. It made a decent amount of money, and it has a lot of goodwill. It is a good movie. I really enjoyed it. In fact, if you remember, I put it in my top five movies for last year. I was number five, even though I forgot to talk about it because they were talking about a different movie. But uh, yeah, they're they're down for Birds of Prey too, and one can only hope. I think uh, I think there could be a lot of fun for them continuing with that cast and that story. And we'll see, we'll see. Uh, there's a lot of questions because of the Snyderverse and then Warner Brothers appearing like they just want to close the door on that. Uh, but there's other characters involved, like I said before. So who knows? Time will tell. If you did not hear, starting June 13th, so really in two weeks. John Diggle, yes, he of the original characters from Arrow that have found their way into comics, uh, is, is not just going to be on one DC show. He's going to be in four different episodes. He's going to be starting with Batwoman, and then he's on Legends of Tomorrow and Superman and Lois and Supergirl. So while this isn't the big crossover event, I guess we get the, the great John Diggle event uh, filling us in with what's going on with him. Uh, and Argus and his wife and presumably his kids and also dealing with that green glow from the Arrow finale that I don't want to spoil but which would be really interesting uh, also cool that he's as uh, Ramsey is going to be directing three episodes of the DCW show so he is involved and uh, I'm just excited for John Diggle showing up I, I'm really looking forward to that um, if you didn't hear the Lord of the Rings Amazon show, I was talking about how it's costing all the money, and it is. It's a really, really expensive show, like in the one billion range. But apparently, uh, one of the one of the folks for Amazon was talking about the massive budget in a in a Zoom call with some other female creatives, and basically accredited the massive budget to huge world building. Uh, they're saying that they're building an infrastructure that will sustain the whole series. So yes, the first season is like 486 million, and the second season is a lot there, and then there's lots more expenses, and it's really, really expensive. But they're they're claiming that this uh, is you know it's building that infrastructure so they can keep making more shows. It, uh, they've already had the second season ordered, even though the first season hasn't come out. And we haven't seen Hyder Hair other than like the news of of directors and creatives and 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 Tolkien experts leaving running from the production but uh you know people loved lord of the rings i really enjoyed the books i don't think those movies are bad the trees walk a lot like kevin smith says and uh and the hobbits do do the things and then they make uh, a short hundred something page book into three movies inadvisably <laughs> although i did enjoy those hobbit movies more than i did the lord of the rings movies hot take don't hate me uh, I, I enjoyed them. I just think Return of the King was way too fucking long and wasn't the one that should have won the Academy Award. But that's neither here nor there. Um, they're doing more Lord of the Rings. It's going to be connected to Peter Jackson's universe, although it's going to be thousands of years before and presumably deal with all the, the war and stuff that ends up with Sauron's ring ended up in the caves to be found by Schmeagol, precious, precious later in the future. But uh, yeah, they're, they're spending the money, which means it's expensive and it should look pretty and hopefully... It is good. Um, scrolls. 
Bah, scrolls, scrolls, all the scrolls. And this is just, I heard a rumor that uh, scrolls will not only be in Secret Evasion, but they might also be in the Marvels movie, maybe even Cap 4. And that's just to say, be excited, scrolls, scrolls in Phase 4 of Marvel. Uh, other news, if you didn't hear, MTV had their movie awards, and who cares, right? MTV, yeah, they don't even play music videos anymore. Shouldn't, it should be, uh, instead of music television, it should be, uh, 18 and pregnant television, right? <laughs> but they did their movie awards, and, um, you know, I'll say they got one thing right. WandaVision won four awards. They won Villain, Fight for Wanda versus Agatha, Performance for Wanda, and show and then falcon and the winter soldier won too they won for hero for sam wilson and they won for duo for sam and bucky so hey marvel at least getting some awards love in the mtv realm uh if you didn't hear there's some shows coming out uh, right now uh, camp cretaceous season three is uh is on netflix and i'm really excited to watch that with uh tyranno my six-year-old and talk about it in the future and uh, also news that Titans Season 3 uh, is coming to us August of this year. So it, it's coming. It's coming sooner rather than later. It'll be August before we know it. And I'm excited for a third season of the show. I think uh, think it could be really fun. And then just the last little news story, which is just like the weirdest and wildest for me. Dwayne Johnson. Yes, The Rock. Who's very excited and and pushing the train for all the things that he's doing for his Young Rock show and for the Jungle Cruise movie and for Black Adam, but mother, why he is voicing Crypto the Super Dog in DC League of Super Pets, uh, which is a movie, an animated movie being done for WB. What in the world? The Rock is also producing this through Seven Bucks Production. Uh, this is being co-directed by Sam Stern and Sam Levine. <laughs> wow, we live in a world where Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to voice Superman's dog. And uh, and what a wonderful world that is. Like <laughs> Master Shonuff approves. Wow, but that's uh, lots, of, lots of geeky news for all of you. And uh, I guess I won't do my corn screen watches because that's an idea for a, for a catch-up episode if I didn't, don't end up talking with Danny about uh, about the Avengers Campus stuff this week. Uh, and there probably won't be enough news to do a catch-up. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe maybe we'll just be, be talking about different shows. Maybe we'll have a shorter episode. Maybe I'll throw a Hail Mary and I'll figure out something to record with the boys. But uh, hopefully you enjoyed all that that news. Lots of really good stuff. The To be a geek in the world is still a great stuff. Life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff is exciting. I hope uh, your last several weeks have been as good as mine. I hope for really, really great weeks for all of us in the future to come. You know the drill. Uh, the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group. Plug, plug, plug. Um, we are a t-shirt. We are a sticker. We are things. Uh, tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball and of course uh, anchor.fm slash laugh it up slash bleh, I said that wrong anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball is uh, the home of the podcast uh, while anchors no longer throwing the ads and paying me money it's cool it's a great free way to do your podcast and I'm not complaining about the 50 plus dollars that the podcast made through there good news for everybody i did on t public there's a new design a tribute to my buddy who like was instrumental on me uh me starting this podcast so you can take a, a glance at that if you want to um laugh it up fuzzball podcast at gmail.com if you want to send an email be like jerry send an email uh i've got plenty of time i'll gladly answer or you can find me on twitter or instagram at wookie riot remember wookie has two e's w-o-k-i-e-e-r-i-o-t that's me <laughs> at Wookie Riot. And I think that's all the things. All the things fit to talk about. If you're listening, go on, go on Apple Podcasts, drop a rating, five stars and some words. Help help the podcast get out to people. Share this with people uh, on all the social meds. And uh, just thanks for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode as much as I did recording for you. Sorry it's a little bit late, but it's getting out there to you before it officially becomes Monday. Hopefully. we got like uh, 37 minutes to do so. <laughs> but uh, I hope you have a great week. I'll see you on the next level of the podcast. And until then, TTFN, Wookie out.